Hello and welcome to Worship Where You Are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. I am Pastor Danielle Moore Casey and we are delighted to have you worshiping with us today. A few announcements and reminders, we continue to gather our prayer request cards via email or by calling the church and we thank you for sharing your gifts for our ministry as we gather your offerings both online or via snail mail. Today we have a special service today as we celebrate 50-40-10, special anniversaries for women in the ELCA. We are thankful for the many women leaders who contributed to this service and thankful for the opportunity to recognize our own Deacon Bree for her 10 years of service at our congregation. Be looking for that near the children's message. We also have special photos of women who have served this congregation later in the service. And we are delighted to welcome our own Bishop Sue Briner from the Southwestern Texas Synod as our preacher today. And here now, a special greeting from her. Greetings, people of God at Triumphant Love. It's my joy to be with you today as you celebrate the 50th ordination anniversary of women in the ELCA. 
I want to thank you for your partnership in the gospel and for your generous sharing of mission support. We are so much stronger together than we could ever be apart. So thank you for all that you do in the name of Jesus. We join in a litany for this celebration. For the many ways that women have proclaimed the gospel, especially for the vocations of pastor, deacon, and bishop, we rejoice and give thanks to God. For 50 years of women's ordination in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and its predecessor bodies, for the women of color who have been called and ordained to serve this church for 40 years, and for the faithful service of publicly out and partnered LGBTQIA pastors who have enriched this church for 10 years, we rejoice and give thanks to God. For those who are discerning a call to serve Christ Church, for those who are in candidacy, and for those in their internship congregations, we rejoice and give thanks to God. For the witness of Mary Magdalene, the dance of Miriam, the hospitality of Lydia, the prayer of Mary, the discernment of Deborah, the courage of Rahab, the apostleship of Junia, and the faithfulness of all our biblical foremothers, we rejoice and give thanks to God. For the ways women have pushed this church in new directions, for the distinctive gifts each woman brings, and for the support they provide to all your people, especially for the witness of women in this church, including Presiding Bishop Elizabeth, Synodical Bishop Sue, Pastor Danielle, and Deacon Bree. We rejoice and give thanks to God. Gracious and living God, we, we rejoice, rejoice and give you thanks for your power on display throughout time and place, calling all kinds of people to be witnesses to your grace and power. We celebrate how the Spirit has blessed your church through the work of women and girls, including in this time and place. Guide us as your people into welcoming your prophets and teachers among us and hearing Christ's good news through them. With gratitude, we pray. Amen. We sing now the special hymn composed for this day.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Most High God, throughout all time you have called faithful women to serve you. Continue to raise up girls and women to serve Christ Church so that your gospel may be proclaimed in the whole world. And at the last, gather us with Miriam and the saints to dance on the safe side of the sea through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Dear friends, united with the baptized in one body of Christ, anointed with the Holy Spirit, we are joined in God's mission for the life of the world. We are called to that mission in our daily lives and in the ministries we share as the Church of God. And today, it is our privilege to give thanks for Deacon Bree's time of service within this congregation for the past 10 years. As youth director, director of CYF Ministries, and now deacon called to word and service ministry in the church at large. Even as we give thanks for these 10 years, we renew our prayers for her ministry among us in the years ahead. Will you pray with me for her? O oh God of mercy, your son washed the feet of his disciples, calling us to a life of service. And he gathered and blessed children, calling us to recognize the value of disciples of every age. Bless Bree as she carries out children, youth, and family ministry, and continually answers her call as deacon to word and service ministry. Send us all forth with the will to serve others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. As we present this gift on behalf of the congregation to Deacon Bree, I hope you will also join with me in showing your gratitude to her through emails, texts, and cards this week as you give thanks personally for the way she and her ministry has touched your life. We continue now as Deacon Bree leads us in the children's message. everybody. I am in a different place this morning. I am not in my house. I am back in the sanctuary here with you because we have some special celebrations to do today. Uh, the biggest one is that you might have heard that it's the 50th anniversary of the ordination of women that we're celebrating. So <clears throat> what I thought I would do is I would bring something from my house, which is going to actually connect to the gospel in a second, that is connected to the women in my life. So um, my mother's mother grew up in Kentucky on a tobacco farm. And um, she lived in the house in this old, uh, what used to be a repurposed slave house. And um, she lived with her mother and her uh, 10 siblings and her father and her grandmother, Zerelda. That was my great-great-grandmother's name. Um, and <clears throat> so uh, they just called her Zula for short. So Zula and Dora, my great-grandmother, we just called her Dory, and my mama, Patsy, all lived in the same house together. 
And so I have this key. This is the key to my grandmother's house that she grew up in in Kentucky. But then my great-grandmother kept this glass and this note that says, this is Memma's little glass that she used many times. Now, the reason I bring you these objects to show that I keep in my house, I keep them on my bookcase. If you go back and look at my old children's sermons, you might see them sitting right behind me, is because uh, we come from not just ourselves and our parents, but a long history of people that have come before us um, our histories are made up of people we may not have ever met. I met my, my great-grandmother, Dory, but I never met uh, Zerelda. She died when my mama was a child. Um, and yet, I have this connection to her and all the things that she did for our family and all the, thing, the ways that she loved and showed affection to my mama is some of the ways that my mama now shows affection to me. So... Many, for, for a long section of history, women have not been allowed to be uh, pastors there are some, and, and deacons. There are some churches today still where women cannot be pastors and deacons. But here in the ELCA, we're celebrating the 50-year anniversary of ordination of women. But like in the gospel today, or like in the history of my own family, I can tell you that just because we haven't always been allowed to be ordained does not mean that we haven't already been doing ministry. Women have been doing ministry for thousands of years. As long as there has been the church, women have been leading. You can even read this in the Bible and scripture. There's lots of stories like Lydia, who uh, leads a house church and gets her whole um, family and uh, community baptized. There's Phoebe who reads the entire book of Romans, the letter of Romans out loud uh, from Paul and interprets it openly. There's um, Mary and Martha who run ministries in their community and are good friends and followers of Jesus, um, all the way down to the woman who's in today's gospel. And that's the other object I brought you. <clears throat> so in today's gospel, a woman comes to Jesus and uh, is so moved by who he is and who she knows that he is that she decides to use something priceless, oil, to prepare him for his death. Like she really understands what's happening. What's really interesting is in the story so far, none of the other people have understood what Jesus was saying or who he was, but there was this woman who seems to have totally understood what Jesus was and what he meant and what he was here to do. And she wanted to share something precious from her life with him. So she used oil. And I brought this little container today. It's kind of pretty, right? And so she broke open the oil and she poured it out. And she shared that special oil with Jesus because that's what you do with someone when uh, they're about to die or when they have died, right? You have these rituals. Now, in the story, the rest of the disciples say, why is she doing this thing? Like, get her out of here. She's getting in the way. And I will tell you that, unfortunately, that's something that a lot of women have heard. What is she doing here? Get, tell her to get out of here. She's in the way. But what we are encouraged by is that Jesus says, no, she understands. She knows what's up. Her work is good, and she knows what God is doing here today. 
And I am really encouraged by all the women that are in scripture and all the women who have come before me in life and all the gifts that God have given them and the work that they have done regardless of what anyone else has said. Because sometimes we have to trust God and we have to trust ourselves and we have to do the work. And that's what the women in my life and the women in this story have taught me. So what I want you to do this week is kind of a little bit different. I want you to think of five important women in your life. Maybe they're your sisters or your grandmothers or your teachers or the mail lady or uh, the woman at the grocery checkout. I know that nobody's seeing a lot of people right now. (laughs) Maybe they're your grandma or someone you can FaceTime, a close friend, your Girl Scout troop leader. Think of five women in your life, and I want you to tell them thank you. And I want you to think about what you might have to thank them for. There are always people in our life that are doing great things for us. And usually those great things are actually very small. Maybe they just make us our lunches. Maybe they make us smile. Maybe they are always there to comfort us when we are sad. Maybe they help us learn new things. Or um, maybe they've shown us a new possibility of something that we might be able to do. But that's what I want you to do this week, is to say thank you. Because there's a lot of people that have come before us that trusted themselves and trusted God, and great things happened, even if we did not always know the story. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. A reading from the book of Exodus. When the horses of Pharaoh, with his chariots and his chariot drivers, went into the sea, The Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing, and Miriam sang to them. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider. reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians. For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. 
Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 14th chapter. While Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointments of nard. And she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another in anger, why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. For you will always have the poor with you, and you may show kindness to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Very truly, I tell you, Whenever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We sing. Nevertheless, she persisted. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell used that phrase in exasperation with Senator Elizabeth Warren over her objections to confirming Jeff Sessions as Attorney General. Now, regardless of your particular partisan persuasion, it's a catchy phrase, right? And it's stuck. There are all sorts of memorabilia with that phrase on it, and women who have it tattooed on their bodies. And the hashtag continues to trend on Twitter, especially following the death last week of the incomparable Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nevertheless, she persisted, became a rallying cry for the newest women's movement that took shape after the 2016 presidential election and continues to this day. Nevertheless, she persisted. In memory of Justice Ginsburg, I watched again the movie about her on the basis of sex and the documentary RGB, RBG. 
It really is incredible the strides that women have made in this country because of her dogged persistence. It reminds us of all the barriers and hurdles that women have had and continue to have to overcome to achieve equity and equality. This year, we celebrate 50 years since women could be ordained in our denomination, 40 years since the first woman of color was ordained here, and 10 years since the first openly lesbian or bisexual woman could be ordained. Now, there are plenty of denominations for whom that is still not a possibility. And there are plenty of congregations in the ELCA who don't even want to interview pastoral candidates who are women or persons of color or members of the LGBTQIA community. And so often, rostered leaders in these categories wait much longer for calls than do their white male counterparts. Women in ministry still face significant barriers, even serving in calls. They are often bullied, harassed, demeaned. They frequently earn less than their male counterparts, and they are still much less likely to be chosen as pastors of larger congregations. And for most of its history as the ELCA, the Conference of Bishops was made up of almost all white heterosexual men. But after this fall's online bishop elections, we will have 30 out of 66 bishops who are women, though we still have just a handful who are persons of color. Nevertheless, they persisted. Now, 50 years doesn't seem all that long in the scheme of things. When we go back almost 2,000 years to the start of the church, and another millennia or so since the formation of God's people. But really, women have held positions of leadership among God's people since God first claimed the people of Israel as God's own children. In today's Old Testament lesson, Miriam, Aaron's sister, is named as prophet, one who speaks for God. And she leads the people in worship after they cross safely through the Red Sea. Deborah, in the book of Judges, is a prophet and a judge over the tribes of Israel. And there were many other people in the Hebrew Bible who made a big enough impact to have their stories told in what was otherwise a very male-dominated culture. Pua and Shifra, Rahab and Esther, Ruth and Naomi, just to name a few. In the Gospels, we hear of Mary and Martha, best friends of Jesus, and the Samaritan woman at the well who was an evangelist for her whole village. There's Mary Magdalene, who had the privilege of being the first to see Jesus after his resurrection, and she was commissioned as an apostle to go and tell others. And in today's Gospel story, the unnamed woman who anoints Jesus's head with oil, is strong-armed by the disciples, but Jesus stops them from showing her to the door. And he promises that her story of love and care for her Lord will continue to be told. And today, we hear the story again of this woman's faithful persistence. In the letters 
Scholars believe that Paul wrote, women are named as deacons, apostles, saints, fellow workers. But what about those pesky verses in 1 Timothy where the writer admonishes women to keep silent and to have no authority over men? Well, most scholars believe that that letter and several others weren't really written by St. Paul. They were penned by someone or someones reacting to the radical egalitarian community that Jesus's followers were building. These women were getting too big for their britches at a time when Christians were trying to fit into society. So there were those who wrote in the style of Paul and tried to tamp down on women in leadership. Nevertheless, they persisted. And even though women didn't have formal positions of leadership in God's church for many years, God continued to raise up women to speak on God's behalf. Here are just a few you may have heard of. Teresa of Avila, Joan of Arc, Juliana of Norwich, Mother Teresa, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Nevertheless, God persisted. Though there has certainly not been equality between men and women in society through the millennia and not in the church, God never stopped showing us that God has plans for all of God's people. Because here's the thing, God's plans for salvation, God's plans for the whole cosmos have always been about the radical, inclusive love made visible in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. This is a love that levels all playing fields, tears down barriers, crosses boundaries, and does not stop until all people recognize that we are all created and beloved by God and that there is no hierarchy of worth in the kingdom of God. In today's second lesson, St. Paul says, there is no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This is at once a declaration of God's reality in Jesus Christ, as well as the promise of the future when Christ returns to reign over the living and the dead, and this kingdom will have no end. Those of us who are women in leadership in God's church, in spite of the bar barriers and the ongoing challenges, are here because of God's persistence. There are so many stories of women who can recount the ways in which God put a claim on their life and a call in our hearts, and God would not give up on us, even when we might have wanted to give up on ourselves. One of those stories is that of Reverend Enadina Vasquez, a pastor in our synod, who began her life in the Roman Catholic Church, where she first felt called to serve at the altar, but was told only boys can do that. Nevertheless, God persisted. Throughout much of her adult life, she served God as an activist for justice issues, a poet, playwright, artist, wife, 
mother, spiritual director, and much, much more. Later in life, she worked with a Catholic nun to form a group called Platicas, devoted to women, many of whom also felt brushed off or cast out of the church of their youth. She felt called to be a pastor and was indeed pastoring these women, but the denomination that she had since become a part of thought that she was now too old to become a pastor. Nevertheless, God persisted. Reverend Vasquez heard the message of God's unconditional grace through the Lutheran Church, and at the age of 71, she began the candidacy process in the ELCA and her seminary education while continuing to serve as the leader for Platicas. A year ago, she was all but finished with her studies and the candidacy process when she was diagnosed with several kinds of inoperable cancer. She was taking chemotherapy to manage the pain and slow the growth, but that was all the doctors could do for her. I vividly remember when she called to tell me this news, and my first thought was, she was so close, she almost fulfilled her life's calling. Nevertheless, God persisted. We worked with the seminary, church-wide organization, the candidacy committee, the synod council, and her local congregation, and within a few days, all the necessary approvals happened and plans were made, and she was ordained on Saturday of that same week. We expected her to live maybe another month or so. Nevertheless, God and Anadina persisted. Today, Anadina not only continues to live, but also to minister to people throughout our synod and all over the country through her online witness to the gospel. She is frequently up in the middle of the night because of pain. That is when she does her prayerful art and her blogging. Others who are also up then because of a sleepless night or two will often call her for mutual conversation and consolation. Nevertheless, God persisted. God never gave up. God never gives up on God's intent for the church to be a tiny foretaste of the feast to come, a beautifully diverse set of people made one in Christ Jesus. Have you heard the term biodiversity? It has to do with how diversity in any living system is vital to the system's health. This is the same with the church, and with humanity. We have a long way to go in the church and in our world to recognize, celebrate, and benefit from the significant leadership gifts that diverse peoples bring that strengthen us. Nevertheless, God persists, and I am so grateful. 
May God continue to raise up new and diverse leaders as part of God's kingdom, not only for our sake, but for the sake of the whole world. Amen. With the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. faithful women, for those first to be ordained and those most recently ordained. We especially give thanks for these trailblazers in our southwestern Texas Synod. Reverend Dr. Lynn Schutte-Zies, Reverend Dr. Faye Schott, Bishop Sue Briner, Reverend Dr. Marie Beth Marie Halverson, the Reverend Sylvia de la Garza, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the visible unity of the church and for ongoing dialogue between church bodies that do not agree on the ordination of women, 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For women and girls around the world who are ostracized from their communities for any reason or treated as less than children of God, Lord, in your mercy, hear hear our our prayer. For those who work hard, whose hard work is rarely praised, and those like the women who are anointing Jesus, whose names are forgotten through their work lives on, Lord, in your mercy, hear our, hear our prayer. prayer. For the women who nurtured us in faith, whether in our family of birth or in the family of God, especially these we name now. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For these joys and concerns in our community of faith, we lift up prayers of thanksgiving for our triumphant love ministry, especially today for our Mary Martha Friendship Group, and for our Synod Care Coordinator, Pastor Brian. We pray for all students, especially those struggling in new settings under difficult and isolating circumstances, those in need of healing, especially Anya, Maya, and Holly, Dee, Bob, Betty, and Dace. For those in need of strength, especially for Ryan as his grandmother Brenda is placed in hospice care, and Haley and Carlos as Jennifer is placed in hospice care, for David and for Randy. And we pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially Dick Miller and the loss of his brother, and Gil Debner and the loss of his brother. And for these things in our hearts and minds now, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, most high God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting that your steadfast love and faithfulness are greater than the heavens, through Jesus Christ, our strength and our song. Amen. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share and extend a sign of Christ's peace with one another today and throughout your week. Your continued support of our ministry during this unprecedented time is greatly appreciated. You can mail in your offering or use this time to set up online giving. Simply go to tllc.org and click on the Give tab. Or use our Give Plus text feature to give your offering digitally. Simply text the amount you wish to give to 512-357-7693 and then follow the secure payment instructions.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. You have blessed us with our minds, bodies, hearts, communities, and the resources of this earth. Lead us and guide us to use these gifts in accordance with your will. For the sake of the one who is with us to the end, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give her thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through the great shepherd of your flock, our Savior Jesus Christ, who after his resurrection sent forth the apostles to preach the gospel and teach all nations and promised to be with them even to the end of the age. And so with patriarchs and matriarchs, prophets and apostles, with the choirs of angels and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. All praise to you, glorious God of grace. Throughout the ages, you have blessed us with four mothers of the faith. With Sarah, we bless you for your gift of life. With Ruth, we praise you for family and food. With Miriam, we celebrate our escape from the foe. With Mary, we magnify your name. Remembering Deborah, we honor the words of your prophets. Remembering the woman at the well, we laud you for living water. Remembering Junia, we thank you for all the apostles. Remembering the woman who anointed you, we proclaim your good news. Remembering Martha and Mary, we join Jesus at this meal. Living, he raised a young girl and a bleeding woman to new life. Dying, he cared for his mother from the cross. Risen, he sent Mary Magdalene in mission. And on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
Send your spirit on this bread and wine, that like the Canaanite woman, we might feast on your salvation. Send your spirit on the church, that like Anna, we tell others of your mercy. Send your spirit into our hearts, that like Tabitha, we care for the poor and needy. We adore you, our triune God, whom others feeds and comforts us today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I now invite you to share these gifts of bread and wine with one another using the words, the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Those who are not, not yet receiving the elements may receive a sign of blessing on the forehead. And now this is the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. Holy and healing God, in this meal you have nourished us and made us one in Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female. As we go forth from this place, take us by the hand and free us from fear, that we might sing your praise with our lives, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And Almighty God, Creator, Redeemer, and Healer, bless you now and forever. Amen. We sing. We thank you for joining with us to worship where you are today. Just a final reminder that we continue with our adult faith in action class on Sundays at 10. We hope you will check our calendar and join us for that. And now, go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.